Welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Temple Tonelli, and I'm joined this week by Maddie Hazlett and Jason from Frozen and Carbonite to talk about Yuto Horogomi's good week, but first, Huff's new video, Forever. Huff has always had a strong video output with nice looking ads and tour edits. Maddie, how did Forever, Huff's first full length, stack up to your expectations? Hey, I, uh, I thought it was pretty good. I actually didn't know that this was Huff's first full length, so that's kind of cool. I um, had no idea. But yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. I think that there was a lot of, I mean, I guess how could you not? Like, it was like Dick Rizzo, Cyrus, Mason, Sam, amongst like a bunch of other folks, all really, really good skaters, all people that I'm like really into. So I was pretty excited going into it, knowing that there was some of like my favorite skaters were going to be in it. I think that I tried to watch it with as little bias as possible because to be transparent, I don't really think like, that highly of Huff as a brand. They've had some weird product releases, for example, the Coke spoon necklace. And also I just think that their clothes are a little boring and bland. I've always kind of wondered where they live, like in the world of skating, like they did shoes, didn't really work. And then they just like made clothes that were like kind of cool. But I think this video kind of like, for me at least, really like solidified like their spot. And they like have put together this like really sick team and came out with a really high quality video. I think overall, I really liked Cyrus, Mason, Sam, and Dick Rizzo's parts. I felt like the section in between those, which is kind of funny because those like the first two and then the two later on. The middle of it felt a little dragged out. I would have loved it to be like four big parts and then maybe a smaller section in between those folks, but that's like super, super nitpicky. But yeah, Jason, what did you think overall of the video? Yeah, it, it seemed like a really cohesive piece. You know what I mean? Like like the filmer and videographer's kind of vision really came through with the different interludes and the music and stuff. Even though a lot of the music seemed like it was weird on purpose. They you know, they had the Thin Lizzy song in the middle, which was awesome. And the Texas and the Reason song. Texas is the reason song at the end, which um I'll talk about a little bit later. The question is, does Huff like put on dudes that skate like Keith Huffnagel on purpose or did that just happen organically? Cause it seems to me like a lot of the dudes have that same like basics, like aggro street, ollieing on the one thing, ollieing over another thing, the kind of vibe going on. You had a uh, Richmond's own Caleb McNeely, the big type Ollie first ender Mason, of course, by the way, Mason says he can't skate switch and he does like a switch tray going like Mach 12 down some hallway and then Figgy Trey's a double set. Um, not Figgy Trey, Figgy Hards. Figgy Hards is the, the trick of the fall, without a doubt, by the way. And then you had Cyrus. I've said it before. He's like a fully aggro style street skater, maybe the most aggro style. And this part, I don't know. I kind of think this is his definitive statement part. Like, you know, obviously his career's not over yet, but, you know, it's it'll probably be up there. It does feel that way. All said and done. Yeah, 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 right. Because um, with the Johnny Wilson vids, his footage is kind of interspersed with everyone else's kind of. So this is one of his few. I think there's that Stussy part from a while ago. But yeah, I mean, it feels like a definitive statement part for sure from that guy. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you could say that about everybody in the video. You know, like Nick Matthews. I don't think anybody's mentioned him yet, but like he had a fucking banging part. I, I feel like there's a lot of people who could have had last part. You know, I think Nick Matthews oh, yeah. had last part. Who, who else? Let me look at my notes here. Um, Dick Rizzo. I think Dick Rizzo was perfect for first part. Um, Mason's could have been last part easily. You know, like 
the team is amazing and like I kind of didn't didn't really even realize it because kind of like you said Maddie like Huff isn't really a brand that I'm checking for it's kind of weird because like none of the people on the team or none of the people in this video I would imagine would be stoked to wear weed socks or would have like a (laughs) coke spoon necklace or whatever like or or even like like I have full disclosure um I have some Huff uh, shit in my wardrobe like like a mohair cardigan or whatever, you know, some of their shit is kind of in that vein, but I, I am a fan of the Cromer pants, by the way, uh, big pants guy. And if you're into like the baggy style, like 1994 style jeans, they're pretty, uh, pretty good. Yeah. They look good. He should have some like Florida pants, you know, like some lightweight summer pants. I'm, I'm just always looking for summer pants. Um, like, uh, like Miami vice, like pleated linen type shit with like a skinny belt. Uh, I, I wasn't quite <laughs> thinking that on the nose. I was just thinking uh, more like something practical for yeah, yeah, humid for weather, that. Well, yeah, but that's still pants. But yeah, you mentioned Nick Matthews. I don't know. He's kind of like everyone's favorite skater now. And like when you watch him, it's it's kind of like you're watching like the, the next shit, like the new shit, you know, like he, he's so aggro, but it looks like he's not even trying at all. And you can do all those crazy ollies and like Smith grind like above your head, but he can still do like tech lead shit. Like he's he's crazy. That's like the like the new wave or whatever in street skating. He's just crazy to watch. Yeah, and he seems like he's kind of a little guy. Seems like he's pretty short, which makes you know the massive pop even that much more impressive. Yep, doesn't hurt. To me, I, I feel like this is maybe video of the year at, at the moment. You know, we're halfway through. What do you guys think? Well, let me think. I, I mean. World today, like I can't even remember what happened uh, yesterday. But what else, what other candidates are there? There's the Palace vid, maybe. Yeah, Johnny's vid, Lakai video, Lakai vid. Feels like oh, weekend had a few good ones. Yeah, weekend had two videos in the summer. By the way, speaking of this summer, um, shout out Dick Rizzo for having three video parts in one summer. Yeah, incredible. Like, so- yeah, that's insane. I don't think anyone else has ever done that. If they have, um, let me know. But I think he deserves serious, like, scare of the year consideration. And we're coming out with three video parts in one summer. Like, he doesn't really fit the mold of skater of the year, the way it's been going down the past few years. But um, I don't know. You never know. But, yeah, shout out to that guy. That, that's insane. It's insane productivity. Yeah, he was a huge standout for me. I mean, I obviously knew who he was going into this video. But, like, maybe not that he hasn't done it for me. But it's just been like, oh, yeah, he's sick. But, like, he was really sick in this video. Like, that that board slide switch, I think it was – Side switch 5 or switch board slide 5 like he did on that ledge up the stairs in New York. I don't know if you guys remember that clip. I just thought that was super, super cool. And he had welfare clips, which I love to see because that's the hometown. And he did crazy stuff on it, like switch 185-0. Just really cool, kind of like not a surprise. Like I knew he was always sick, but like was really nice to see. I feel like he's kind of coming into his style and finding what he likes to skate and he skates really cool spots and definitely a guy I'm gonna like keep an eye on and then I mean for me it was really like Cyrus like he was just so so cool the kickflip 5-0 at the beginning I thought was really rad how he like barely rolled away from it he was like drenched in sweat I was wondering (laughs) for you guys like is that something you like to see because like it was such a difference especially the order that this video was in like we saw Mason who's like the most structured homie like ever he's just like I'm going to land everything perfect. It's going to be like, I'm going to slam down. It's going to be insane. And then Cyrus is like hanging on for dear life 
in every single trick, but like in the best way possible, at least for me. So I'm wondering, do y'all like enjoy that type of skating? Do you like these like kind of more like surfy, like kind of ride it out? Like it looks like it took them three hours and like the relief, it's like kind of almost intoxicating. Like, do you guys find that as well? Yeah. Yeah. I, I like the whole like kind of out of control, just barely making shit vibe. That's kind of like cardio, like, um, well, we'll talk about cardio a little bit later, but yeah, like on that ender, well, I, it's not really his ender because he had like two enders, but that like, uh, like bump to faking manual to half cab flip out and kind of just like barely turn it around, you know, that was pretty relatable. But, um, yeah, it's like when this, I don't know, when the second song kicks in, that Texas and the Reason song, like the first time I heard, it, I was like, oh shit, because like I was living in New York the summer that record came out, I was like running it pretty heavy. And skating around the banks and shit. I don't know. So that, that just kind of hit me in like a nostalgic place. Yeah, I, I was super that. stoked to hear the Texas is the Reason song. I like to me, like I love Texas is the Reason. I think I've used that song in a reel. So I was super stoked to hear it. But to me, that song feels more like a interlude or intro type song. And the song that was used for that interlude intro might have been like it, they should have flipped it, I think. Oh, you mean like on the record? It's kind of like an intro to a more like upbeat kind of like rocking song. I thought they were gonna do that. I thought they were gonna play that song as well. So you think yeah, they I, I felt used, a little like, unfulfilled the there for sure. But yeah, it just felt like the the song is like kind of so mellow and like at a single pace. You know, like not yeah, yeah, yeah. not super cinematic, or it is pretty cinematic, I guess, but not in like a way for skateboarding. But still, I was stoked to hear it, and um, I, I think the the editor. Tyler Smolinski, he did a great job with the whole video. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm stoked on the the emo revival continues. <laughs> I don't think we can talk about this video without I'm talking about Sam. I think that for me, like she's my top five favorite skaters, like hands down. And we just have traditionally never gotten that much footage from her. This might actually be like some of the most footage we've seen, which has been really cool. I know she got hurt, like kind of right when she was breaking out. So I think that might have had something to do with it. I know in this, even in footage here, she still had the knee brace on, but it was just so exciting to see her like getting out there, getting clips and doing some like pretty sick things. Like she was like very like tech, almost like ledge combo, which is like right up my alley. Cause that's what also what I really like to do. There was the like board slide, like drop, like front board slide, drop five Oh, that was really, really cool. The, I think it was her first or second trick, the tail slide pop over, like the, Right yeah, on that tail one slide was super sick. That was crazy. That spot looks really hard to skate. And then the power slide that she did as an ender, I thought was cool too. The one thing I will say is I was like almost jarred because like, I mean, I've said this before, whenever I like just as like who I am in the community that I surround myself with, like these parts that we get from women and queer skaters and these long videos are like what I like to focus on. And when it came on, I was like, so stoked. I was like, it's ready. She did the power slide. It kind of went into this cool B-roll of her like chilling and then it just ended. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I thought we were about to get a whole nother two minutes of her. So I feel like the pacing was a little strange. Like it was like, if that was the footage they had, I think they might have been able to arrange it in a different capacity or like, it just felt like all of a sudden it ended and there should have been like another 30 seconds of like more footage. So that's the only thing I would say is like, maybe they wanted more footage. It didn't happen. I don't know, but it was at least nice to see some because I feel like she's been in the scene for so many years and like we haven't really seen her blossom into the skater that she is capable of. And I think that's happening. And I think this 
like footage was evident of that. And that was pretty, made me stoked. I wanted to go skate like after I watched her part, which is kind of what it's all about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a perfect, had, uh, perfect skate video, a perfect part. It makes you want to go skate. Yeah. She had some pretty sick footage in the last crooked little edit, if I recall. Yeah, she did. She's, she's super sick. Well, hopefully her knee is, is back in shape and she's in the streets stacking and we'll get a full, another full part or a true full part soon or soonish. I believe she is uh, the partner of Tyler Smolinski, if I'm reading the Instagram uh, posts properly. So I'm live not in sure. filmer. Yeah. No excuse. That's cool. Yeah, right? That's like perfect. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, one fun thing for me was just picking out all the Richmond spots in uh, Caleb McNeely's part. Like, there's this one pole jammy skates that's uh, right outside the baseball stadium. That one, like, brick ledge, he does, like, a ride-on, tails, like, kickflip out. I never even thought of skating like that, which is crazy because it's on, like, the main street, which is called Main Street, where all the skate spots are. I never even thought of that. There was one that, like, backside 5-0 to kickflip out. That's at that one parking lot that everyone skates. It has like it's like a manual pad to like a kind of like drop, but it's like a drop to an angle. Oh yeah, I've like, skated like, there before. That's yeah, 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 yeah. It's near uh near the Oldman Coliseum. So yeah, that's a pretty original uh, take on there. So that yeah, that's just a fun thing for me with uh Richmond dudes. Yeah, he's super sick. I it was weird too because like. I feel like I saw him a few years ago and I don't know how old he is, but I feel like he looked so much older and I was like, Oh my God, he's an adult now. And like, he skates like it too, which is cool. I mean, it could have re- realistically been eight years since I've really seen him, but it was nice to see him like grow into himself and like skating like a big kid. I mean, he's on, he's on crooked now, right? Like he's right. kind of doing the thing, which is really cool. I love seeing Especially from Richmond, I feel like maybe folks don't know, like, who aren't from this area, but, like, Richmond's not that big. But, like, in the skate world, it feels like it's, like, a place that's just producing folks. Yeah. And I'm... to come out of a relatively small town, it's, like, pretty sick to see. I mean, shout out Venue, shout out all the heads in, oh, yeah, in Richmond, shout out Texas Beach. Like, I feel like y'all have just such a vibrant scene and, like, it shows like you guys produce really really cool skaters with good style and everything's cutty down there so kind of like makes people skate a little bit harder and i think you can really see that with his skating like you can see he like works for his shit and like doesn't just like go skate skate parks all day and does he like doesn't look like one of those kids who just grew up like in california skating small yeah there's no parks here to skate yeah. <laughs> anyway, there's like, well, they just opened one up like a, a year and a half ago, and he's been he's been gone like since before then. But yeah, like, well, first of all, I've I've recited it chapter and verse on this podcast. Like, Richmond is the skate mecca of the world. Like that Barcelona, just get out of here. You know, that's just how it is now. But um, yeah, it seems like since he got on on Huff, like, and on Crooked, he's been skating more like Huff, just like more like pure power. You know, and he's kind of coming into like, uh, well, my, you know, my theory is the skaters peak at 23 because that's when they have, you know, the power, you know, the grown man power, but they still have like the young person legs and shit. So, but yeah, he's, he's just about there, I guess. So yeah. He's just about getting ready to, you know, be in the window. So pretty sick to see what he comes up with next couple of years. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm always stoked to see some Richmond stuff. Like I, I've skated Richmond plenty of times and, uh, fuck it's always difficult every spot is like just harder than it looks 
Yeah, it's definitely one where you're like, take the trip there and you're like, I'm going to do this at this spot. I'm going to do this at this spot. And you get there and you're like, I don't know about that. Oh my God. <laughs> I, yeah, I've, I've had had that experience many times in Richmond. Many, many bunts in Richmond for sure. So yes. it, the appreciation for that footage is always really high. And I think if anyone lives on the East Coast, you should definitely make a, a day trip there. You could you could spend three days in skate spots all day long. There's so much to skate there. So Yeah, you you need a guide though. Jason, you got the guide. Get him yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know where yeah, I know where most of the shit is, I guess. But yeah, or just like stop on your way from DC to Atlanta. Most yeah, people just cruise through. So yeah, stop on your way from DC to Atlanta. Yeah, that's some cool shit. Yeah. Or on the way to Florida where Brad Cromer seemed to have filmed all his footage. Which I, I think I think they even said that in um, the documentary that came out Thursday. Said that they kind of want like uh, I think Tyler Sinchi, the team manager, is like I think that people look best when they're skating in their home their home turf. So Cromer's part of, like I'm pretty sure it's all Florida, which I thought was pretty rad. Yeah, I need to, I need to go back and watch that part because it feels like it got lost in the shuffle a little bit, but maybe not just because you know. We were kind of focused on like Nick Matthews, Mason, um, Sire, Stickers, and shit. But yeah, he's sick, man. He skated to some weird song, I think. Yeah, it, it was pretty weird. Um, I forget who it was, but yeah, it was like strange. Should we get into the music? Sure. I mean, we. I guess we kind of already have hit on uh, a few little bits of it, but I, I thought overall music selection was pretty darn good. Yeah, there's. I think that band Crom. Went good with uh, Nick's footage, mm-hmm. Cyrus's footage, and the uh, the Thin Lizzy kind of like montage was pretty chill. I mean, Thin Lizzy is one, one of the most underrated bands of all time. I think it's just some live record that was on YouTube because I, I looked for it like on the Apple Music or whatever. It wasn't on there. So, yeah, I think that's just some live recording that was off of YouTube, but it was sick. The studio version is like way faster. It's like twice as fast. Oh, interesting. Off a of jail, off a of jailbreak. Maddie, where do you stand on emo music? <laughs> that's funny. Oh, I love emo music. I mean, that's what I grew up on. Still listen to a lot of it. I think that this music was good. I think that it kind of have a fell a little bit victim to like the weirdness that's skate trending right now. Like, I feel like a lot of videos are putting out like kind of just, like weird songs, and that's like almost like trying to outdo each other. Like, do I have the weirdest song in this video? And that happened a couple times. But overall, I think it was good. It was cohesive, which is nice. I think that's another thing that some videos struggle with is like finding stuff that fits all these skaters. And like we said before, there was a ton of people in this video, but everything felt good. I feel like the only one that kind of like was weird to me was I don't know who it was, but the, the song with Sam also maybe felt like why I didn't like how uh, short it was. It was just very like, la 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 la, like kind of like. Oh yeah, that that weird like song. I don't know, lacks the data of a little bit, and it like didn't really fit the skating all that well, and made it feel like it just like got thrown in and it wasn't too thought about. I did really like, I think it was the second song for Dick Rizzo. It was like a cover of a different song. I thought that was cool. It was like kind of like fits his like aesthetic and the types of spots he was skating. But yeah, overall, I think it was it was good, which is which is rare for me. I feel like I'm pretty harsh normally on music. Cause I'm just like, oh, like sometimes I'll just mute skate videos because I just don't want to listen to the music. But I listen to this whole thing, so yeah, they did really good. They definitely thought about it, and um, we love emo. That's definitely definitely my type of music. Nice, yeah. I'm, 
emo forward over here. I think Jason, you're <laughs> you're uh, also of the emo yeah, uh, persuasion. Yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm an old emo kid from way back when like Ashes and shit. Classic PC band. Yeah, sir. I think I, I think like are these like obscure '70s singer songwriters? Is that like what's hot in the street right now? Because it seemed like they put like three or four songs by these like, obscure dudes who are like singer songwriters, like kind of like Harry Nilsson or whatever, but a little more obscure. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a music guy, so like it's pretty easy for to have me be like, that's pretty obscure. Even you know, maybe it's like right, not right. that obscure to somebody like you who's a little more into it. Yeah, but no, I've never heard of any of like like the the singer in Digrizo's part or the guy from Brackenmore's part. Hadn't heard of those guys, but what but what do I know? Like I. I I know everything from like the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Anything beyond there is a little bit out of my wheelhouse. I like when there's some stuff that's kind of obscure because if it's good, you just discovered a new band, you know? Like, Oh, hell yeah. That Yeah, that's one of the best things about videos, like period. It's like hearing a song, you're like, dude, who the fuck is that? So you go like listen to all their shit. Yeah, like probably half my that's music taste or more is from skate videos. Seriously. So one skater we haven't touched on uh is sully who i was watching i was like who the fuck is sully like you know like he's i've seen him in like alzheimer's shit i'm just like something something about this guy and then it then i realized it's uh solomon cardenas who used to ride for weekend but he's he's done a rebrand which i think is uh interesting yeah Um, he's a uh he's another florida guy right i believe so yeah what do you guys make of a rebrand a personal rebrand is it that different besides uh, the name? I mean, it's pretty much getting the same, I think. Yeah, I mean, a new name, new sponsors, or a new board sponsor. Yeah, well, yeah, he's kind of like with the outfits are a little bit different. Like, you know, Weekend kind of had that uniform, like um, like baggy pants, chucks or whatever, like backwards hat, kind of like, you know, pseudo 90s, but it seems like it's coming on a different direction there, which is kind of cool. Isn't there another Sully? Isn't there some Supreme or Violet guy? Yeah, I think there is a, a Sully. Supreme Sully. Because, yeah, I, I was, like, Googling Sully Skater and um, getting a, a few different results. So probably not yeah. the name I would go for if I was rebranding. <laughs> no, I think it's cool. I mean, do whatever makes you stoked. I don't know if I even remember this guy pre... He's on Alzheimer's, right? He is now, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if I really remember. You're saying he was on, on Weekend before? He was on weekend, and I, okay. I, I was like, "There's some something is going on here." Because I, I went back and I watched the intro to the JIT video from Weekend, and they're kind of like talking about the history of the brand, and they're like Solomon Cardenas, and it's like a um, kind of like a mob hit type scene where it's like shadows, and they they're like, "All right." Um, you're free to go or whatever. And then they like shoot him in the back of the head, you know, in, in silhouette. So I'm wondering if that's like, you know, they killed Solomon and then he had to like reemerge as Sully or something. <laughs> I don't funny. know. Yeah, maybe, I like this. Maybe. I like this elaborate backstory that you've created. I'm a big fan. I think it's probably accurate. It, it's, it's fun anyway. Yeah. Yeah. He's n- knowing, uh, knowing Grant, knowing Grant, sir, it's probably just like a silly, like way to, you know, kick him off the team or like mark his departure from the team or something. Nothing too crazy. Yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like there's more to it than that. The the quote that I put in, in my notes from the video was, we're unsure about his whereabouts. Right, right. Which might be like a poke at the name change. Listeners, feel free to write in. 
That's what they said in the weekend video. That's funny. Yeah. I feel like he fits Alzheimer's pretty well. So I feel like it was kind of a good shift for him. I really like his skating. I think that Alzheimer's is a really cool team and he definitely like fits their aesthetic and like a lot of he's from is he from Florida? Is that so. right? Yeah, I mean a lot of their guys are down there, so sounds like it was a good fit. Yeah, I think it works. What else is there to say about this video? I thought it was fucking rad overall. It felt like a trans world video in it in like the best way possible. Oh, you mean like with the interludes and stuff and how it seemed kind of like I don't want to say like professional, but it, you know what I mean? Yeah, high quality. Yeah, high quality. Got 16 millimeter in there. And uh, oh, one thing I noticed in Nick Matthews' part, he pretty much does the same trick that uh, Huff did in the FTC video finally, like Ollie onto one bench or whatever, and then 360 flip onto another bench. Don't know if it was an intentional homage, but it, either way, it, it was pretty cool. I didn't pick up on that, but I do remember the Huff uh, original. Yeah, it's pretty legendary. It was a yeah, it was a brown marble. No one was doing shit like that at that point. That was it was that was crazy. Yeah, I think that like like we've said, like we definitely love the video. I think one thing that didn't bum me out, but I felt was like very unnecessary. And I'm wondering what you guys think is that like kind of like little section montage of just people getting mad and like throwing stuff. Like they were like spraying. I think it was Mason in the face with the hose, and then like throwing water in another guy's face. It was just like. I was just like, and it was like kind of really long for what it was. I was like, do we really need this? I kind of like may or may not have hit the skip button a little bit there because I was like, I don't want to watch this and just skip until someone was skating again. Um, I don't know if you guys felt the same way, but for me, it just didn't resonate. It didn't fit with the rest of the video thematically and maybe felt like something we would have seen in 2005, not 2023. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of just bad vibes, you know? Yeah, I I put in my notes, it felt antiquated, you know, it's like, that's kind of what we were doing 15, 20 years ago. I think we're all a little more understanding or empathetic now. And like, I just don't want to be bumming people out. You know, like, sometimes we got to bum people out and like, wax up their ledges or whatever, but best just to like, leave and come back or something like, it's not not really worth getting in a fight with a civilian over some skate shit. Were they getting were they getting in confrontations or were or were the uh, the civilians just like messing with them or uh, spraying mean, water on them or whatever? It, it, there's not enough context for us to really know, but I feel like yeah, yeah, true, true, true. It's not that hard to de-escalate. Usually, just be like, all right, man. Yes, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah, seriously. I will say that this like tendency of people who are completely unrelated to the spot to try and stop people skating is totally bizarre. I don't get it. Oh, yeah, like those... the super citizen who just comes yeah, exactly. in. Yes, like, yeah, exactly. It's like, why citizen. are you skating here? I'm like, dude, why do you care? That happens in D.C. a lot because, I mean, like, we'll skate, like, monuments and stuff. And, like, we get some tourists get pretty bummed. And they're like, what are you doing here? I'm like, dude, why do you care? You don't even live here. So yeah, I do I do understand weird. and empathize with that. But I think what Templeton said is, is a good way. It's like, just de-escalate and come back a different day and... I think the implications were there. Like if you're getting to the point where someone's like throwing water on you or like screaming at you, it's probably not because you were being all that nice. And I think that just kind of bummed me out a little bit to just be like, Oh, I really like these skaters. I wish that maybe they didn't get to this point. Or I don't even know if it was like a thing that happened organically. Like they just happened to have a ton of footage or were they like trying to like 
egg people on for funny clips. Like it made me kind of wonder, like, why do you have so much of this footage? Are you guys just always kind of trying to pick fights or was this just to make it look cool? But it was just a small note. I don't think it really took away too much from the rest of the video. No. But definitely could have been omitted. And I wouldn't have been like, man, I really wish there was some footage of people yelling at each other. <laughs> right. Yeah, overall, I mean, yeah, it's definitely up there for video of the year. I'd have to take a look back and see what other videos have come out. But uh, definitely made an impact. Pretty memorable. Yeah. I think for me, it's either this video or, or one of the weekend videos. Those have been the ones, like, I'll, I've watched this multiple times and I will watch it multiple times again, whereas some of these videos we talk about or just in videos in general, I'm like, okay, like, I don't need to watch that again. This is one I'll repeat and I'll just definitely repeat specific people's parts, which I think is cool. There's like, kind of feels like a skate video from like 10 years ago, kind of. I think this is what you were alluding at a, li a little bit. Templeton is like, it feels like a trans world video in the capacity that like, I want to watch it again. Like the trans world videos, when you would get them, you'd be like, I'm going to watch this 30 times. And this definitely lives in that space, which for 2023, like going back and watching a 45 minute skate video multiple times, like that's a win. Like not many folks oh, can, yeah. pull that, can pull that off. So congrats, Huff. That's, this is a really great video. And I think one we'll talk about down the road which again that's also rare for for just how much content we're getting now yeah yuto horigami seems to be having a good week with the release of his dunk colorway and accompanying video part plus what looks like a, a new spot on the supreme team uh jason what do you think about the part what do i think i think that's the opening artillery barrage in the sodi wars 2023 I mean, yeah, people were kind of like mad dogging the jackets, like, oh, they're just skating weird jackets. But like, dude, just think about it. He's skating downtown Tokyo at night, which is one of the hardest cities to skate in in the whole world, even though even though it has so many dope spots and like crazy puff like puffers and like other crazy jackets and shit and like weird Japanese raw denim. I don't know, dude. If you don't think that's dope, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like y Yuto, I don't know. He has a really He's really, he seems like he has no personality, but he's really charismatic. Like, y'all y'all probably remember that one video of him, like, in a hotel after, like, the Olympics or something. And he's wearing some crazy jacket. And he's like, you want to be me, but you can't be me or something. Oh, I remember. You remember? Yeah. I mean, it was dope. Like, he, he's really charismatic. Yeah. I, I mean, talking about the puffers, I think he's probably skateboarding's number one puffer ripper. You know, like there's a few few guys on Palace, but I don't think anybody goes quite as hard in in the Jewel Fat Goose or whatever. Yeah, who else? Who else we got? We got um, Tom Knox, UK Tom Knox. He has some crazy outerwear. Um, Lucien. I think that's I think that's a short list. I think that's it. But anyway, back to the part. I think what you got to take into consideration is that he probably got only like two or three tries at all of these spots. If I was gonna venture a guess, because you know allegedly or according to most people tokyo is such a bust so that's pretty sick considering all the shit he was landing there i was gonna say yeah i was definitely something i i noticed and thought about when watching this was just i think tokyo is pretty infamous for being a really challenging city to skate in i feel like a lot of the previous footage we've gotten is a lot of night footage a lot of like basic tricks on big things because they get kicked out really fast and i think marrying that landscape with Yuto's like bag of can do literally any trick he wants at any time is like such an incredibly awesome combination and maybe one that's like 
a once in a lifetime thing. Like I feel like Yuto was a once in a lifetime skater and this part really showed that. I think maybe surprising to some folks because I just like don't like street league and most of the people who skate in it. I love Yuto skating. I love Yuto. I think he's adorable and mm -hmm. is really funny and is so talented and he takes his contest style and translates that into the streets so well he's still very like thoughtful in his direction he's not like a lot of these other parts that we'll see from folks who traditionally just skate street league of just like them doing the same tricks they do at street league but at street spots like he's willing to push it and there's like even a couple clips in this video where he's like head to toe covered in dirt and like i think he's throwing his board i'm just like i love street yuto like it's just really fun to watch and same thing as Jason said, like I tweeted this or in this week, I was like, this smells like a Sodi run. Like I could totally see him dropping two more parts come like November time and being a big standout for that conversation. And yeah, I was really, really, really excited after watching it. I was like, Oh, you part, like I'll just peep it. And then got really sucked in. And the fact that he filmed it all in Tokyo is insane. I'd heard that like, the Olympics kind of like were bummed on that idea, like kind of told them not to do that to the point where this is just like Twitter rumors, but like Mobinji won't even really go and skate street in Japan because the their Olympic committee is so bummed on it. So I thought it was also kind of sick that Yuto was like, I don't really care. I'm going to do it anyways. And that's like a very skater attitude. And like to know that deep down, like no matter the Olympics or the contest, he's still like skates for skating is like really fun. And, uh, kind of creates a cool storyline for him, for sure. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, cultural note there. Oh, it, but is Momiji that girl that skates vert a lot, or is that the girl that did the frontside crooker grind down Hollywood High? The front crook. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, yeah, she's sick. Yeah, that was it. Now, was it the Japanese Olympic Committee that was bummed, or that was my understanding? Like, yeah, the Japanese specifically, yeah. like their Olympic organization, were kind of being, hey, don't do this, like. We want to make sure that you guys stand in good, like, faith with the community here. Because I wonder how much of, like, we're sitting here, like, sitting on the other side of the world being like, yo, it was so sick that he did that. <laughs> but I'm curious, like, if people in Japan think this, like, even the skate culture there, like, I don't know how much of them do skate street or how much of it's, like, a lot of skate parks. And, like, I wonder how this is playing out in that culture. I'd hope to think that they're all stoked on it as well. But that's kind of, it's kind of interesting to think that people would be bummed on that in the skate community. Because I would imagine the people who do the Olympics also, just like the U.S. team, are probably also from skateboarding in some capacity. So just cool cultural differences, I think, kind of elevated this video to something that, uh, it couldn't have been if it was just like him in LA and New York getting normal footage. Yeah. I mean, m maybe they thought that it would reduce it, lower his like Q rating, like overall, cause they're trying to portray him as like, you know, the, uh, some type of sports here or whatever. But anyway, he actually came out with a, he addressed this in an Instagram caption a few days ago. Uh, I'm just going to read some sections from it. Uh, he said, I was able to accomplish something I always wanted to do which was to complete a skate part in Tokyo. After the Olympics, I was told so many times that I wouldn't be able to skate the streets in Japan anymore that it would get covered negatively on the news. That Olympic athletes aren't allowed to skate the streets of Tokyo, and I couldn't do anything at all. But if I can skate in Tokyo, the city I grew up in, like I used to, like I used to with my friends, and what's the point of skateboarding and it being an Olympic sport? So I have no regrets on shooting this video in my hometown. So that's pretty dope. 
Damn, he's so ill. I, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, so I didn't see that. That's so sick. <laughs> he's cool. I, I, I think that's pretty rad. I think he like really loves skateboarding, and I think you can really see that in the passion and ambition that he brings. And he's like a skater skater at the end of the day, which is really important. And because we just do this for fun, and you can tell he's having fun, which is cool. Yeah, he's kind of like the rare skater who he can appeal to like all types. You know, like he's a he's a contest ripper. You know, big time winner in the contest, and then also sick ass street skater. And then he skates vert too. So we love it, vert Uto. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty rad to see see the vert stuff in a in the street part, which you know listeners would probably be surprised to hear that. But for some reason, when Uto does it, it's cool. Yeah, that that kind of reminded me of uh, you know back when everyone used to have a little vert part, like Mike Carroll and Questionable. Also, kind of reminded me of that this one four on one tour section, like the Girl Chocolate Tour, when Guy skated the uh like the tampa vert ramp with no pads that was super sick but back to what maddie was talking about with his trick selection like some of the shit he does only like a real like skate rat would even think of like he does like switch front side tail side to a crooked grind never really seen that before he does the geno trick on a rail which is crazy like the nolly 270 to switch backside tail side so yeah i mean it's interesting like he kind of gets respect across the board like with the contests and with like you know the Hardcore street skaters, pretty interesting. Don't really recall anyone anyone like that with that type of uh, persona. I think if this week's uh, video from Supreme is the welcome to the team announcement, I think he's the only street leaguer on Supreme, and Supreme is kind of like the pinnacle of cool to a certain set, I guess. That, that's quite an achievement in uh, straddling two demographics. Yeah, he'll he'll be psyched. They make they make lots of weird jackets. <laughs> he'll maybe, love his giant giant jackets. Yeah, maybe we'll see footage of him skating in like a like a le- like a shiny silver like leather puffer or something something crazy. He had a sick jacket on in the Supreme edit. It was like some like shiny yeah pinkish thing yeah, yeah. like that a track jacket cool. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looked good in that. I think he 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 works that fit really well. Like it fits his body shape well and. He's probably, he looks, I mean, I don't really see him with baggy clothes on, but he doesn't look like he's like too, too big. He's kind of skinny. So it kind of fills out his body shape. I think it, I think it works for him. But in regards to the Supreme edit, it really got me thinking of like his trajectory through skateboarding. Like he was on blind, which is like crazy. That's like, oh yeah. Well, I forgot about that. No offense, but like, but like that's like definitely not the coolest brand out there. Probably maybe in the top five least cool brands. And then luckily April came along and kind of saved him from that world. And then now coming to Supreme, it's like a huge shift. And it made me wonder like what his career would have looked like if people like kind of got hip to Uto earlier. Like it's, it's weird to think that someone of this caliber rode for a company like blind, like I'm not trying to just this be shit on blind episode, but I feel like, a brand like Supreme is finally taking notice of this type of skater. And that's a good thing and it'll be good for them. And I think he fits really well, but I do wish that maybe they got hip sooner. Like imagine Uto like in cherry when Supreme was in my opinion, really like at their peak and seeing him like come up with all of those folks and maybe his style 
coming off on them and vice versa, I think could have like really pushed their team in a really cool direction, but I'm happy that it's happening now. And I hope this isn't just like a one-time thing because it's a dunk and Yuto's a big Nike guy. I, I really do hope that this is like a, Hey, you're, you're on, like, let's get you on sessions. Let's like do some real cool things. Cause I think that it also helps him bring his legitimacy over from the like contest side and help bridge that gap. And yeah, I just overall really big week for Yuto. And I hope that we have more big weeks for Yuto through the year. And then he wins Sodi and that would be dope. That would be sick. I wonder if he might be saving the Sodi run for the year of the Olympics, the Paris Olympics. Yeah. Do y'all think that factors into the Sodi uh, calculus Olympics? Maybe in, maybe in some capacity, but I mean, like he yeah, already yeah. did it and it, and like already did the Olympics and it, it didn't do anything that year. So I think that it like maybe like in a small capacity, but as we've seen, like I feel like the Sodi situation is like kind of shifting away from like, Oh, this person put out three really good video parts. We're going to give it to them like to this whole season of building hype and people are like one upping each other at the end. And it's like, which makes really entertaining for folks who are just sitting on the sidelines watching but I'd be surprised if they really cared that that much about if someone wins a gold medal at a contest versus if someone does a crazy trick or does something insane. I think that's really what they're focusing on, at least traditionally from what we've seen. Um, I mean, I feel like Tyshawn had a ton of good stuff, but at the end of the day, like that, what was it, a backside flip that he did yeah. over the train tracks? Like that was like the pinnacle of it and that one trick alone probably would have outweigh 17 gold medals at the Olympics, but who knows how they make their decisions. Sometimes you scratch your head. I mean, I think Tyshawn deserved it, but other years you're like, really? That's who you picked. So it's hard to tell. Yeah. I think the criteria is what have you done for the mag? So I think winning <laughs> a gold medal doesn't do much for a thrasher. So it probably doesn't factor in quite as much as if you put out a video with thrasher. Yeah. He, he did have an interview either in like either this month or the past couple of months about, you know, about skating Tokyo for this part. Don't think he had a cover this year. I think he had one last. He's been around for a while. Like he, he's been big time since like 2018 or so. Yeah. I feel like the Sodi is just a matter of time for you to. Right. What do you guys think of like actual tricks? I feel like we've talked about Yuto as a whole. And maybe not as much about his actual part, but like I feel like there was definitely a few like really standout tricks that maybe broke the mold from what I was expecting from Yuto. Like two specifics. You're like the five O on the side of the building where yeah, he like popped crazy. out over the garage That's door. And he got like shit. he got worked on that first one. And then that huge Ollie, like I think it was the second to last trick before the crazy tech board slide, where it was like almost like a trick I would see like in a Jaws part where he just like carcass hooked off the top of something and i thought that was cool that we didn't just have six and a half minutes of like flip in flip out shit which is kind of what we would expect from both yuto and like now his existence on april it kind of helped break up some of that um like oh i gotta rewind what was that trick was that forward was that switch and then like these couple like big like he had that big back 50 down the hubba that was like down flat down Mm-hmm. like kind of helped break up a lot of that monotony. Did you guys like seeing that side of Yuto or would you rather it just be like, Oh, just do all your crazy tech shit the whole time. No, it was, it was pretty raw. Like 
yeah, that Ollie was crazy with the 360 foot 50 or whatever on the rail. Um, the crooked grind, like space crooked grind on the next rail was pretty raw, I thought. Yeah, that was yeah, bad. yeah, he didn't do any, he didn't do any, you know, Nolly 270 no slide business like he usually does, like his signature trick, except for, you know, the, the ender, the whatever. Backside Natalie Heel 270, border side, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah, he kind of – he didn't really throw in any of his signature shit, which is cool. Yeah, that is cool. I was kind of surprised and maybe at first a little disappointed because I, I kind of wanted to see the, like, Nolly 270 nose slide out in the streets because, I like, I don't know, he's probably done it in a previous part. But the, one of the tricks that really stood out to me was the – he did 360 flips a big-ass set of stairs and there's, like, a 7-Eleven there. It just, like, felt really – uh, like a city and then like you know you don't really see hucking in in a city environment like that I thought that was pretty rad yeah 7-eleven in in japan is awesome it is based on what i've seen yeah it's much better than the 7-eleven here on, in the states uh what do we think of his signature shoe or signature colorway i missed it i missed the raffle <laughs> I was too busy with like work, like stupid, you know, stupid horseshit, like work, having a job. Like it's sick. I, I'm usually a dung mid type of guy, but yeah, I, I would have raffled it if I wasn't so busy with you know stupid horseshit, like making money or like having having a job so you can have health insurance. Whack. Yeah, it's so whack. It, it was it's so ridiculous. But yeah, I, I like the the two feathers logo. Like he's like an archer or something from the Middle Ages and then in the samurai days. That's kind of cool. I, I thought the feathers could be down to represent right. the down in yeah, the, in the, puffer the puffers. Oh my gosh, I didn't think about that. That's amazing. <laughs> I really hope that's what it is. <laughs> I, I don't think that's what it is. He explains it somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm sure there's a deeper meaning, but I, I like that one. I thought the shoes were cool. I think they fit his style. I think we're living in a world where like we're almost like in like dunk overload a little bit. It's like every week I open up my phone and it's like oh this is the dunk raffle of this week and these were ones i think these and the supreme dunks were ones that i like paused at and looked at and like those are cool like they made some really cool design choices and i hope that he had some hand in that in that process which i'm sure he did and i think they came out really well and the inclusion of the insignia kind of makes them more special than just like your standard like colorway that I think a lot of skate shoes have, but I feel like getting a colorway for a dunk is pretty special. Like that doesn't happen that often. So to make it a little bit more signature was, was cool. It was a nice touch. Oh, wait, a little note about the shoe. I, I just saw this on Twitter today. Apparently it's like a bunch of, a few shops, including one in Hawaii, like that you had to do a kickflip in order to enter the raffle. I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that oh, was I hilarious. love that. We've definitely yes. talked about like ways of making dunk raffles a little bit more focused on the skate community. Cause I know at least here in DC, like if you go to crush during one of the raffles, it's like, I don't want to like judge any folks, but it's pretty obvious that a lot of these folks are either just buying them to wear, which is cool or buying them to resell, which is kind of. No. Far. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's people that don't skate. I mean, yeah, yeah that, that's so, most of the people that enter raffles are don't skate. They're not skaters. I mean, point yeah, point. which kind of sucks because then the folks who do skate don't even get to skate them because they couldn't get them. Like you, like Jason, like you couldn't even. Oh, wait, you said you just missed it because you're busy. Yeah, but, I forgot. You know, about, I didn't you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of times skaters miss out on 
the shoes when they do enter the raffles. I don't know if the kickflip is like the perfect um, solution because I don't like the idea of like gatekeeping based off of skills. But like we've had yeah. the idea of you have to send the shop a clip and it could be any clip. Like it could be you alling off a curb because you're a beginner, but like that gets you into it. Just like something to show that right. you're going to use them. The one thing I did like, because I saw the same post, the one about Hawaii, was they make you wear the dunks out of the shop so they can't be new. And yeah, that I've one heard, I think I've is pretty that. good. Cause then, cause then it's like, whatever, if you wear them, it's fine, but then you can't sell them. Cause I guess they're not like, I guess you still could sell them, but they're not nearly as valuable because they're not brand new. So I was like, that one's pretty good where it's like, no, put them on your feet. Is it actually your size? And you have to walk out of the store and make them not new. I thought that was awesome. That's so, so funny. People are pretty creative out there, man. It's funny. Yeah. I don't really have a problem with the whole hype around the dunks and all that shit. Cause I think that, well, I wish that Nike would make like, all right. I hear people complaining that they can't get dunks to skate just like some black and white dunks. I feel like there always needs to be some dunks that you can get just to skate and the special ones can be, you know, a crazy circus around it. And, you know, skaters and non-skaters alike can compete on a level playing field to get those. Yep, I for one would be stoked if there were dunks readily available and like, you know, the classic colorways like black and white. I think a lot of people would be stoked on that. Which brings us to the end of our show, where we talk about what we're stoked on. Jason, what are you stoked on this week? Well, uh, we just talked about Venture Rider Yuto Horigame. His signature trucks are in stores now, so stoked on that, as well as the brand in general. Stoked on a four-day weekend this weekend. Uh, yeah, last weekend of the summer, you're going to go all out. Stoked on the box I made. It took me a long time. But it came out pretty good. It's uh, it's small enough so I can fit it in the back of my truck and take it up to the local schoolyard, which is awesome, and skate it with my friends. Also stoked on another video from Gustav Tonenson and uh, the Sour Guys called This Is Not The New Sour Video. I mean, what can you say? It hasn't been already said. He's a genius. Tyler Surrey, I would consider him a genius as well. He has some good footage in there too, so check it out. Uh, Maddie, what are you stoked on this week? I am stoked to be back home. I was um, out of town for the last couple of weeks. So excited to be back at the plaza. I was at the plaza tonight and there was like 50 people there, music blaring and everyone having a good time. So it was a good vibe to be back. And in that same vein, uh, stoked on the fact that summer is slowly coming to an end, which means the DC heat is slowly coming to an end. It gets pretty brutal. For folks who've been to the plaza, there is no shade and it's 100 degrees and we just get cooked. So I'm really excited for uh, fall to come in and um, not be dying all the time. Templeton, <laughs> what are you stoked on this week? Uh, I, like Jason, am stoked on a long weekend. I'm going to have a six-day weekend, taking uh, a few days off, which I almost never do because I just like routine and don't like asking for days off i don't know i have problems with work so to have some time off feels really good had today off um got some stuff done tomorrow off gonna have a leisurely time editing this week's show yeah just stoked to have some time off from work um that's it for our show this week be sure to check out mostly skateboarding.net for links and other show notes until next time you can keep up with us all week online maddie where can the people find you 
Uh, people can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Front Grinds. Jason, where can people find you? On Instagram, at Frozen Carbonite, at Twitter. I'm just going to keep calling it Twitter because fuck it. Uh, at Carbonite1994 and writing stuff for CoreXX.com. New stuff because uh, this pod's going to come out in September this month, during the month of September. So check it out. Templeton, where can the people find you? You can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We will see you guys next week.